Live from the Talking Joe studios, it's Talking Joe with Chief and Chris. Hey, hey, hey! Chief is me, joined by... Diagnostic is I, 80. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, how you doing, buddy? Long time. Uh, Long time, week. Week is a long time in the world of podcasting. It is. You know, some clowns uh, do this daily. Uh, That might be you, actually. That that is me, actually, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Call me the white clown. You can be Magda. (laughs) (laughs) Ah... Too slow. What's that little uh, little short guy called? I, I don't know. Here. Tiny man. Uh, he's dead, isn't he? Hopefully. Uh, anyway, what have I been doing? Today, I decided to start watching a new film. Well, it's not a new film. Uh, it's a film I've never seen before, but it is The Sixth Day, Arnie Schwarzenegger. How do you know? He's not you, and you're not him. I know who I am. The Sixth Day. Wow, how have you managed to not see that in your lifetime? Well, after watching 10 minutes of it, I realise how I've not seen it, because at the moment, it's guff. It is However, a bit guff, yeah. However, what I'm saying is, the opening premise and makes it look like it's going to be good, as in like a bad kind of Arnie action movie, which is actually a good thing. <laughs> and it's all about, I don't know, it's all about, I don't really know anything that's about, apart from the fact it's cloning seems to be a thing and it's set in a sort of short-term futuristic setting and arnie has been smiling a lot and uh, (laughs) yeah and i don't really know what's going to happen because i'm only about 10 minutes in but then i had to stop to do work i think yeah and the other thing i've been doing is i've been drinking uh, irish cream liqueur coffees all day you are And the other thing I did was I've been watching a lot of athletics on the TV. It's the World Championship Athletics from Doha. And I've been watching a lot of that uh, exciting stuff. I have, in fact, just before I came on to you, I watched a three and a half hour pole vault. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. Just because you did, just before you did what? Just, just before, before you came, came, on, on to me. came on to you. Yeah, yeah, I'll rephrase that. The amount just of doings that are going to be around that. Just is... before I went into the loft to... Um, come on to the show with you to record. I watched a three and a half hour pole vault competition uh, between Duplantis from Sweden and uh, Kendricks from the USA. Won by the American with a jump of five meters ninety-seven. That that stuff uh, blows my mind. The pole vault. I don't know how yeah. anybody does that. Yeah, that's good stuff. But um, the only other thing I've been doing is playing a bit of Desert Strike, uh, which means hey there, mate. Want to hear something great? The chief is here with the Desert Strike update. That's not as uh, good as last week's <laughs> rap, can I say? No, last no. week's rap rap was so smooth I didn't have to cut it up or anything. Like it just it <laughs> fell beautifully on that 120 BPM. Believe it or not. Well, I've extended this one to uh, four lines instead of three. Okay, so yeah. maybe that's where I went wrong. But anyway, ah, so I've been playing Desert Strike. A long time ago. Sorry, I am on. To, I think. Last week I had completed two missions and I was on to all campaigns, on yeah. campaign three. Yeah, correct. And uh, sad to say I'm still on campaign three. So tough. I've had another another few goes. Uh, it took me several goes to work out a where all the hidden ammo, fuel, and armor is because it's under dunes, uh, sand dunes, and buildings. Yeah. And so I worked all that out, uh, like a fact finding few goes, and then I went in for a hardcore go yesterday. Going. <laughs> got to the final got to the fight there's like eight missions within the campaign and there's no save point if you don't do it you start right back at the, at the oh, beginning again so annoying and got to the final one which is 
Um, there's like the US Embassy and you've got to escort someone out. But I couldn't find where the scumbag was. Where was he hiding? Well, he's not a scumbag, he's one of our guys. Where, where was that hiding? I couldn't find him. And ended up just running out of fuel and dying. That was my last life. So I had another crack today. More efficient. I knew where everything was. Went in. Saved lives. You know, I had like four lives left at the end. I'm on like mission five, which is... You have to go out over the sea and there's a couple of airmen have been shot down yeah. and they're in some dinghies and you've got to rescue them and some enemy speedboats going around. So there's three cool. of them. I love you've that got to mission. Rescue, rescue two of the three and flew out over there. First guy I accidentally killed <laughs> as I was aiming for the speedboat. You gotta get two out of three, that's fine. Got to the next one, inadvertently launched a Hellfire missile and killed the second one as well. Just in case, immediate- just to make sure. <laughs> it immediately said, Return to frigate. Uh, that is it, mission over. So I slammed the pad down in disgust and, and uh, have not returned to it since. So tomorrow I will try and do campaign three. And that's the update. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, so kind of similar to last week. Loads of work on, which is, again is good, but it's very, it's highly stressful, especially around when you've got a little doggy who's kind of struggling a little bit. And Max uh, had his last treatment on Saturday. He's actually sitting on my lap as we speak. I've actually had to set up a podcast scenario where Max is in a little bed on my lap. So it's I'll send a picture because it's it's really adorable. But yeah, he's just been struggling a little bit, kind of restless at night. And uh, yeah, he's been into the vet in and out kind of with these like cold laser treatments for pain. And he's kind of improved dramatically. But just as soon as it comes to nighttime, it's like he's, you know, saving all of his energy up to then just be restless all night long and he kind of keeps kate and i kind of on our toes all night long we've had to kind of take it in turns to sleep on the floor because my back is just done right now my lower back is forget about it but yeah so other than that just working my cans off and yeah, all is good. I've just I've dropped about I don't know probably about seven boss fight videos recently. So check out their boss fight YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, we've got more coming as well. Like I've I've just been dumped with another like three or four <laughs> things to do, and I've been working on this diorama for this product feature. And oh my god, it's going to be amazing. I know that was I said the same thing last week, but it's just taking me this long to do. And when you see it, I think you're going to be impressed. Shall we say? Impressive. <laughs> Most impressive. Good. That's me. Good stuff. Right, I've got this in front of me. I've been wanting to crack it open for a while now. So Same. Let's go. Let's go to beverages. Beverage for the show. Do 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 The beverage for the show. Do 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 do. Now I am gonna go do do and drink my beverage for the show. Who's going first? I'm gonna go first because I'm dying to t- taste it. this. Okay, so the story goes a uh, long, 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 long story. I needed <laughs> to get pa- far, far I needed to get I needed to get passport photos for an and a midichlorian count, and <laughs> and so I inquired online and Walgreens was a great place to get them. So I was like, okay, good. There's Walgreens not too far from me, so I'll I'll call up and just make sure they've got a a passport photo kind of place. And they did, so it's brilliant. Okay, cool. Went in there, waited for about I don't know twenty minutes. Uh, saw that they had this drink on on the shelf. Well, so I picked that up because I thought, oh yeah, I'll have that for beverage for the show. I've been dying to get this for that. And the woman said, then said, oh, um, she took the pictures and everything. I waited for another twenty minutes. So bear in mind, it's about forty minute wait now. And she said, uh, I'm really sorry, but I'm gonna have to wait for the tech to come in. And I was like, okay, when's that? Tomorrow morning. 
So I was like, uh, well, Ooh. no. Uh, is th- I'll just go to another Walgreens and get it done. So I left there annoyed, left the drink behind, kind of in like, I'm not going to give you any of my money, you idiots, because you're thick. And then Inside <laughs> Chris's mind. <laughs> and then I went to another Walgreens, like miles away, got in there, got the pictures taken, and then the guy said, oh, no, we don't do digital versions. I'm like, you've just taken a digital photo and you're telling me you can't give me a digital version of it at all. I said, can you even just take it with my phone? And he's like, no, we can't do that. I'm like, f*** you, you piece of s***. I can't believe you've wasted my time. Even that's what I asked for in the first place. And I left angry again. And um, basically, it led me to not get this drink each time. And unfortunately, I caved and just got Kate to buy it for me. And it is basically a Mountain Dew mystery flavour voodoo. Uh, limited edition 2019. And I, no one knows what the flavour is, but there, are, there have been ideas floating around. I'm going to give it a, sh- a shot now. So here we go. Yeah, do it. It's Obviously, it's in a huge plastic bottle. Black cap. But it's a see-through bottle. And guess what? The liquid. You know Mountain Dew is usually like luminous yellow, whatever. This yep. is cloudy white it's so freaky so here we go you ready and he's finished the bottle oh yeah that's that's sexy yeah okay so it's yeah so it's there's definitely that mountain dew flavor kind of in the background but there's definitely like a creamier taste beforehand i think i'm gonna say it's very much okay so i don't know what the flavor is that they're the mystery flavor is but that's like Mountain Dew mixed with cream soda. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Mountain Dew mixed with cream soda. It's really nice, but I, I can't tell you what the mystery flavour is. It won't be cream soda, but I'm throwing it out there. Anyway, yeah. you're up, buddy. Oh, very good, very good. Mine is... the I've never seen this before. It was a, I bought it in Sainsbury's today, and it's a four-pack of cans in a cardboard box, which is good because no plastic there. And the make <laughs> is Gunner Steelworks. And Gunner is G-U-N-N-A. Oh, right, okay. Gunner Steelworks. And the picture on the front is a lion with a pair of glasses on. Obviously. And it is cola and ginger. Ah, gingola. This is a, yeah. Colinja. Battling the bland to our very demanding taste buds. Old school soft drinks lack character, so Gunner is crafted to bring you uncompromisingly good fizzy drinks with distinctive flavour delivered in style. Okay. Yeah, because fizzy drinks don't do that. Fizzy drinks <laughs> don't have flavour, do they? What a no. weird thing to say. Uh, nice. Let's have a go. Uh, less than 5% sugar, made with natural juice no flavor and and no flavors with natural <laughs> juice and flavors we're doing what no drink has ever done before no flavor okay no artificial colors or flavors duh yeah is it uncompromising that, it's nice but I'm, all that, I'm, it's all that hype. I, all that hype just bigged it up for you, and it's ruined now. No, it? no. What it is, it's I have AIDS? been drinking a lot of the um, Pepsi flavors stuff. So uh, the the cherry Pepsi, the Pepsi ginger, the yes. Pepsi raspberry. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, right, I'm going to compare it to the Pepsi ginger um, because this is effectively cola and ginger. Now this is Nothing more to you. more colery which is good because I like actual cola flavour. And it's a lot more gingery, which is good. So this is better. And the more it swirls around on my taste buds, that's actually a very nice drink. Awesome. So there you go. 
It was a grower. That grew on you. Yeah, it did grow on me big time. That ginger's sitting on the back of my throat. It's like tingling my taste buds. It's nice. I I, I don't think I've got an Inside Chiefs mind today because I think we've done it already with Inside Chris's mind. Yeah, f*** all greens. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, I have got one, but uh, it's not as good as yours, so I'm going to save it for next week. Okay, so I'll just do Inside Chris's mind. Yeah. Instead, and we've actually we've actually heard what it was earlier. Yeah, so, so yeah. I, I just Move, wanted to do the on. I wanted to do the audio. <laughs> That's basically all I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, we actually do now. Do have to talk about comics, I guess. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer writes them cheap, and Chris discusses them. Whoa. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer writes them cheap, and Chris discusses them. Whoa. Today. We are looking at, I'm just finding the issues. 127. Yes, 127, which is a standalone story. And then we're going to look at 128 all the way through to 131. So we've got five jam-packed issues today, one single and one four-issue arc. So let's look at the cover of 127. Dynamic. This is some Joes on some uh, some of those snap-together copters. Battle copters, yeah. Need a lift, Duke? Thanks! Look, Cobra's got the plasma talks! But here comes G.I. Joe battle copters. Zip strip copters that really fly high. Perfect for dropping in unexpected! Watch out, Duke. Cobra's got battle copters, too. Cobra and G.I. Joe battle copters can work with any figure. G.I. Joe and Cobra battle copters sold separately with figure. I hate when this happens! Like the fact and the, the gliders in the, the background back. as well. And the gliders in the background, yeah. The battle for the plasma tox takes to the skies with Joe and Cobra Air Commandos, soaring gliders that can fly up to 30 feet. I've got the plasma tox! Cobra! And the tomahawk. And the tomahawk. And the tomahawk, yep. And King uh, Kong. Yeah, yeah, I was going to... I Literally, my eye... I've not seen that before. My eye has just been drawn to King Kong at the top of the tower. Amazing, isn't it? I think that's like Cobra Commander or one of the uh, Vipers right. or whatever. Okay, all right, yeah, we'll give it to you. But I like that cover, that's a good one. There's also, I didn't notice this either, but there are also dudes a little bit further down on like each level of the Empire yeah. State Building like shooting yeah. up at the Joes. I've, I, for yeah. some reason, I've only ever I've only ever just seen the copters like yourself and then maybe the Tomahawk was a new thing. I'd never seen that before. And yeah, it's so weird what you don't miss, what you don't notice. Yeah, yeah. We'll look at the other covers when we come to that. Good arc. idea, so I, good I idea. I say we just crack on. Right. First thing I noticed here is actually I like the title of this one, "Playing with the Big Boys." I like it says. I like the fact it says "Cobra Takes Manhattan" on the cover. Oh, it sounds like cover, a really yeah. crap movie subplot line, <laughs> line, doesn't it? <laughs> like yeah, Outbreak yeah. Two: The Virus Takes Manhattan. <laughs> um, back to a splash page at the front because I think we had an issue didn't yeah. we previously where yeah. it wasn't a splash page. Back to the splash page. G.I. Joe Colton. Yep, just to let everyone know, obviously Larry Harmer's on script, Andy Wildman's on pencils, Bob Downs and Stephen Baskerville on inks, Rick Parker's on letters and Bob Shreen's on colours. There's like a lot of, not in-jokes, but like homage to the original G.I. Joe here because that's who we're dealing with, you know. The, the yes. Nice, you've got um, the original G.I. Joe and G.I. Jane who operate in this building and it's this big laser, this ECBM or whatever it's called. I think it's called something else, REPB or something like that. I can't remember what the name of it is, actually. Rapid Pulse Electron Beam? Yeah, R-P-E-B. Yeah, the, re- yes. the R-PEB, as we, <laughs> as we yeah. should refer to it. And we, these are characters we've seen before. We saw these guys in issue 86, mm-hmm. Joe and Jane, and even in this same location. So yeah. a lot of similarities. 
I love the like again like the little one you know stalker and Duke are just walking around like looking at stuff and they're picking up p- pictures of him and Jane together and that picture of when he was just an adventurer I love yeah. that and obviously Joe Jane in the nurse uniform are the homages of those particular you know those particular toys back in the day which I just think is brilliant I love that so much as a as a little like, homage I think it's great and also Stalker's yeah. rocking his new duds he's rocking his talking battle commander's costume now yes he is so i mean there's a few new looks here isn't there stalker i think you get wild bill's new look as well yep oh interesting about that there's a figure that's just been dropped by dime novel legends which is an homage to that wild bill deco it's brilliant i'll post it so you can see it but it's um it's going to be a show exclusive four inch dime novel legends figure that could obviously work really well with your modern gi joe figures as well so yeah anyway carry on Well, no, I was going to say, now that you've pointed out the the new Stalker outfit, it's another one of these. Armani, Prada, Versace 2, Joe's changed their outfits from black to blue. Duke and Hawk, look, but don't gawk, changing their kit. Whoa, is that legit? Swapping camo jackets, headgear and boots. It's now neon colours and funky space suits. Sci-fi Stalker and even Roblox, while Bill, Flint and Mutt gave me a shot. So go take a walk if clothes aren't your passion, because it's comic book talk and lovely G.I. Joe fashion. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Can so, I just can I just point out? I don't write these for the chief. The chief is the <laughs> is like solo on this, and on all on in all honesty, they come out better than any of the raps I do on any of the I'm other not podcasts. Sure about that, yes, but, um, they yeah. yes they do. They're, that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, yeah. So this is a new segment. If you hadn't guessed, and it's this has come in very not recently but it's been a regular theme especially over the last kind of 10 15 issues of pretty much every arc we cover now we get joe's yeah. are, we're not only getting new joe's um although that has we're taken really a bit get, of a we're not really getting new joe's at all are we it's like all <laughs> no, like there, update decos well that's yeah there was that period where every issue felt like a new joe was coming mm. in and now we're in a period where the original you know joe's we'd seen before are getting revamped outfits yeah yeah and so you pointed out here you've got the stalker one. Oh, there duke are loads has, duke has got his new outfit yeah, here, yeah which i've yeah. never seen before and well bill are the three main ones from here and we'll also pick up we're not going to do the rap again or i'm not going to do the rap again for the next arc but there's a load we'll pick up of new outfits for the the next story we cover as well <laughs> Sorry, Mountain yeah, Dew, look. mystery flavour. Can you tell what it is from that burp? <laughs> um, cream soda. You were <laughs> good, right. Ding. Good man. <laughs> so what, let's just talk about these new looks then, because we've done a wrap for it, so we might as well you know, talk about them a bit. <laughs> of course. Stalker. We, we, this is I'd my favourite stalker, by the way. Okay, so I... And again, I'm not familiar with any of these toys, as I keep reiterating. I saw the the, the look of Stork, and I was like, oh, I like, I like this a lot. Until later on, I saw his white camo pants. I thought his he was fully the same colour, head to toe. Nah. But later on, I find out that he's got almost Storm Shadow-esque urban camo pants. Yeah, they're like, it's almost like Tiger Force stripes as well on them. But like, this was the deco that he had for his Talking Battle Commander, and then also the Hall of Fame was quite similar to that as well and right. yeah I, I i i do love this stalker because of that particular nostalgic buzz from like having the figure as a kid having the i think it was the only hall of fame figure i had actually as a child and that stalker figure like you know was just super cool i mean the tundra ranger one is pretty awesome like there's no doubt about how freaking amazing that figure is but there's just yeah. something about this deco now one of the only 
other issues I uh, that, that you could probably you know have with this particular figure with me talking toys before I should be here as well is the fact that his backpack was screwed onto him like a lot of the it was only with the talking battle commanders I think but you know you had the supersonic fighters the sonic fighters their backpacks came off no worries and they had sound effects in them and this particular right. this particular stalker f- uh, figure he actually I say he's I mean he's got tiger stripe like pants in this issue but the figure had more of a blotchy pattern on the legs and he would say let's party attack and blitz him general hawk's got something to say <laughs> new gi joe talking <laughs> battle commanders each says three different battle commands <laughs> and an all-new combat sound there's stalker <laughs> cobra commander <laughs> overkill <laughs> And General Hawk! G.I. Joe. Joe talking battle commanders, each sold separately. When I hear those those words said, I always repeat it in like a I don't know, in like a, a stalker sounding way from the backpacks, right. but I mean and like with Duke as well, I mean that was a kind of a really different look for him and very much for like the desert kind of camo that you know like we'd seen recently with like the gulf war and kind of i think going into like desert combat you know everyone really associated american troops in that kind of vietnam era camo and then all of a sudden desert stuff started coming in like loads and that they gave it to duke as a cost as you know as a as an outfit effectively what about wild bill it's a bit oh it's it's mental it's a bit confederate he's got you know i don't know it feels a bit it's super wild west i, I, I like the old wild bill it's yeah, super I like the wild, old wild bill look but it is super sort of it's got a like a neck scarf a neckerchief yeah and... they just they just went they just kind of like attacked the stereotype in a massive way didn't they they just yeah. like went like okay, what what can we throw on this figure to make it like super wild west and that's what they did and they just threw loads of like visual cues to the wild west all over him and then painted him a ridiculous color in fact there are two versions of this particular deco he's got white pants and black pants and i can probably guess that your favorite's going to be bob black pants wild bill yes yes. (laughs) um right so we should probably explain for those who haven't read this issue that the joes are back with original joe colton in what is the building again empire state Building. building no i don't think it is i think we said it might have been and it isn't not the not the chrysler building I'm sure we said it was the Empire State Building last time and someone corrected us. Or maybe not. Maybe we said it was something different. Anyway, anyway, I don't really care. Anyway, they're, they're here. And like you said, Joe's showing this RPBM ZD724 laser or whatever it's called. And what they do is they find out that someone has hacked into their line to the Pentagon. And so we send some Joes out to investigate the swamplands of Jersey. Jersey is all swampland though, isn't it? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> not all of I it i don't know no. okay uh so they go out to the swamplands and they oh it is the chrysler probe. building it is the chrysler is. building okay. yeah you were right you were even spot though on. it looks this is air quotes exactly like the empire state building you are spot on i apologize okay. it is definitely the chrysler building anyway they discover this nest of cobras and they kind of flush them out but then the cobras make their way to the building and it's all as we find out later it was all a ploy by cobra commander it was because a ruse. he Yes, he wanted to use that big old laser, that Z247X Spectrum laser, to shoot down a Z boat. Spectrum. <laughs> a boat that was escaping uh, with Headman and his, his, his 
his cash and his 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 drug boat and it's a big old tanker wasn't it massive thing yeah yeah there's you know i like this issue there's lots to like and early on you get quite a lot of exposition as joe is explaining about the laser and this is the exposition the kind of exposition that i really like because yeah it's it didn't feel you know i think we one of the worst offenders we harken back to i think it was issue 106 where major bloods in barovia is going to shoot snake eyes in the back and some trooper pops up out the ground and major blood explains to the reader oh if the guy hadn't popped out the ground <laughs> i'd have gotten away with it helmet, if you pesky kids. Blah, 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 blah. yeah yeah the, the pictures were explaining it we didn't need the exposition but here because it's kind of static figures you know we need to be told that a standard laser beam gets dissipated by the atmosphere and the pulses burn successive holes in the air so that yeah. the last pulse is traveling through a clear tunnel with its full force full force this beam can bounce off the parabolic mirror of any six geosynchronous satellites to hit a target anywhere in the hemisphere so you know i like all that stuff that's good that's and good. they and they gave a shout out to the full force which was really nice of larry to do <laughs> many years before we even started it so that was nice they did yeah yeah what's your thoughts again i feel cobra feels a little bit low rent in that it's Cobra Commander holed up in a shack with a couple of Techno Vipers I, playing cards. No, I you see, I like this. I didn't, I didn't see it as low rent. I saw it as Cobra Commander being like very devious and very kind of manipulative and making yep. Joe, the Joes think that he was just being a dick effectively. And what he was doing was drawing them out so he could then get in and then, you know, obviously take out Headman and then slip out undetected. And it was just like, I like how it wasn't a straight a to b story necessarily there was a a little twist in there as to his intentions but i feel that that's been happening a lot recently like you kind of almost get he gets over he gets around some of these l's some of these losses by insinuating that his original plan was this you know and then it's like oh right okay (laughs) and there's still no real change has happened you know what i mean he's he got rid of the headman and everything but why the hell couldn't he have just done that himself without the help of a laser from orbit like he's got yeah. an entire army <laughs> in the place that headman and his headhunters are so why doesn't he just just sort it out from there i you know it was it was elaborate when you think about it but at the same yeah. time i didn't see necessarily see it as low rent more of him being kind of like look what i can do look ha- look where i can be and what i can do and look how i can manipulate all of these pieces it kind of feels yeah. like the original cobra commander again doesn't it yeah and I do like the way that, and that kind of incorporates, I do like the way that Larry has, for this issue, he kind of keeps a lot of it shrouded in mystery. You know, you yeah. don't really know what it's, the Cobra Commander's plan is till later on in the issue. Um, you don't really know where he's going or what the twist is. No, or, no. you know, you see Headman pop up, but you're thinking, why is he popping up in this in this issue at this point? Is it just a callback to when he was getting chased out of Brocker Beach, etc.? And then obviously you get the twist where, like you said, Cobra Commander's used this laser to target his enemy and then nice little touch as they're leaving the building it's a callback to whatever is it, issue 55 i think it is where destro and cobra commander and uh, exit the pit into a shopping mall and get hooked up in some gear and cobra commander's back in that beret <laughs> with with the tash and the and the shades classic look as they, as they walk past uh stalker duke and joe who don't notice them you kind of have to say as well like with obviously cobra taking out headman and the headmasters the headmasters the headhunters <laughs> It's not the Transformers comic. New Transformers are here. Incredible new headmasters. And the driver of the vehicle becomes the head of the robot. Headmaster Transformers. They've got the power to surprise. 
And when the head enters the robot's body, you get a readout of its power. And our new Decepticon Headmasters will give us more brain power than ever. Transform, you monsters, and prepare to attack! You have, like, almost a pointless drug elimination force again. Like, they've been unsuccessful in their first mission and got a number of people killed. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you know, in, I wouldn't say innocent civilians, but obviously it's the, the child, well, the child's not dead. You know, the Crimson Guard, maybe you could probably say, okay, it's a Crimson Guard. But the wife, you know, like, she, she yep. died. I know they're all supposed to be like Cobra anyway, and they're supposed to know what the, what, what's actually happening. But it still, you know, felt like a complete loss on their behalf. And then someone else goes and does their job for them. So they don't even really get any shine in the comics of actually doing anything of any note. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. Anyway, yeah. Last couple of things just to say about this issue. Um, At the end, Cobra Commander points towards bigger things because he's like, I can beat them. I can really beat them. And, you know, he he thinks the Joes, he, he can crush him under his heel so expect big things coming up the other thing is my favorite bit of dialogue from this issue is on page eight where they've now hooked into this line and cobra commander uh says let the music begin a little nacht music eh play gypsies play <laughs> as he pumps music into the, <laughs> into the chrysler building amazing Pl- play gypsies play and the other it's not thing the mention- it's the empire state building <laughs> i'm joking i'm kidding of course i know everyone's gonna be going mental and i'm arguing with you the other thing i just want to point out before we go on to yojo this one is it is time for comic talk within comic talk comic talk oh comic talk stop rewind selector it's comic talk, but not as you know it. I'm asking Chris questions. Let's hope he don't blow it. I found some ads in this comic I'm reading. Chris's brain is working overtime. I think you hear it bleeding. NFL and NBA trading cards. He's digging up answers like bodies in graveyards, cereal, candy, and video games. His knowledge is good. Is it as good as he claims? Can he name the X-Men or even the Avengers? London answers like right, but might need some dentures. If you don't like this segment, you best take a walk because it's comic ad talk within comic talk. That's not even right. It's comic ad talk within comic talk. Don't even know my segment. Damn you. Experience the excitement. Experts in video game entertainment, Konami or Konami, as I as, say, as you, yeah. as you say. All right, play X Men today at an arcade near you. No excuses. Nice. So here I have pictures for the four-player, and I didn't know they did it. A six-player X Men arcade cabinet. Nice. Can you name the one, two, three, four, five, six characters on the art on the side of the cabinet? Oh my goodness! Uh, for the for the get for the game, probably so Colossus. Just to, clarify, just to clarify, this is this comic came out in August 1992. So Colossus is guess one. Ding. Oh, good. Got that right. Um, it's got to be Wolverine, hasn't it? Ding. Uh, Nightcrawler? Ding. Storm? Ding. Cyclops? Ding, ding, ding. Gene? No, this is the toughest last one. Because it's a good, good personage. I like the character. She has not had that much exposure in the comics, and she wasn't really part of this team. So. Oh, <laughs> great. Um... She isn't. She's X Men, obviously. She's married to another character associated with the X Men. Oh, it's not. Oh, I don't, I don't get. Know. Okay, I, I got. I got five. Yeah. Um, Kitty. No. Oh, st- oh, what's that one? Oh, what's her name? In all, like the green. Is it? Is she green? Uh, 
I didn't remember her outfit as being green. No, are you thinking about Polaris? Yes. No. Okay, then no, um, go for it. Psylocke? Her pow- no. Her power is light-based. It's not Jubilee. No. And it's not. It's, oh, it's Dazzler! A- yes, Dazzler. Dazzler, I love Dazzler. Ding. Sorry. Oh, let you, I'll let you all down my last one. Yeah. I f***ing love Dazzler. I have her Marvel Legends figure. It's amazing. She's on roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> it's freaking dope. I love it. Back of this issue... Uh, profile again. It's a really nice shot of the Baroness by George Perez. Oh, I've, 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 yeah, I used that art yeah. on our news burst. Yeah, it's a nice one. We'll post that up. It's well good. In terms of Joeage, Yo Joeage, that is, Yo Jo Coleridge, what, what are you saying? I, I'm going to throw this. It's going to be in the eight vicinity. It's uh, enjoyable, beautiful art. Uh, you know, you get loads of characters in there. There's a lot of kind of fun aspects to it there's battles in there there's all it's got everything you really want in a gi joe comic i think and it's um you know there are certain elements about it that kind of take away from it being like really high but for the fact that it's like a one shot and it kind of sits in between two kind of fairly significant arcs i think it's a pretty solid one shot and would have been an enjoyable read knowing that you're going into you know like another long arc after this so yeah i'd probably give it like a i'll say low eight yeah that's a good shout. I think I'm going to go... I always talk high... myself into the score. <laughs> like, it's weird. Anyway, carry on. I think I'm going to go for a low seven. Uh, I was just going to try and bring up the Every Joe Story Ever spreadsheet to see what I gave 86, which is quite a comparable issue because oh, yeah. same kind of cast, same setting, almost a similar plot as well. And as I went to do that, my laptop screen has gone completely black. So... I don't even know if my laptop is on or if you're even getting my audio into your feed. Yeah, I'm getting getting you. Okay. So your your laptop on that's doing cast right now? My laptop that is recording is on. I can see the power light is on and my keyboard is lit up, but my screen is completely black. And I almost did a mistake of restarting the laptop, which would have been bad. Oh, s***. So I couldn't go back and look at what it was. So I think I'm going to go with a high seven. I tried looking up what I gave for 86, which was very similar, but I um, couldn't get into the document for reasons uh, unknown. So I'm going to go with a high seven. Okay, cool. So moving on, we have now got a four-issue arc to cover. Uh, Let's look at the covers, first of all. One, two, eight. You've got Lady J and a... Looks to be wounded Hawk on the cover. She's shooting off a gun. Interestingly enough, this yep. almost like panel exact copy appears in the next issue. Like as a, I think either as a yes. splash page or like as a panel. So this doesn't actually happen in this issue. So again, I'm just yeah. throwing it out there, guys. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, it's, it's okay. It feels a bit flat, even though, you know, She's shouting, he's screaming, she's shooting a gun off. It feels a bit flat for some reason. I don't think it's framed very well. Like, I, I like the fact she's shooting and it's taking out the Cobra Commander's picture and breaking yeah, all the good. little things up. That's cute. I like the fact there are bullet holes through the G.I. Joe logo and one of them is zipping, like a tracer is zipping through it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't think it really fits the cover very well. There's a bit of, like, you know, like if we're talking, like, composition and all that crap, there's a bit of dead space between a real American hero and the top of their heads. And I kind of think that could have been, I don't know, it could have been a better laid out on the on the cover, personally. Yep, yep. It's all right. One, two, nine. This is, what is this, the brawler? No. A battle wagon. Battle wagon. That's what I said. It's the battle wagon 
with some Joes there, Roadblock, Rock and Roll, Big Ben and Flint. The brawler's probably rolling down a hill somewhere with the yeah. handbrake on. No, that's the badger. Oh, it was the badger, yeah. wasn't it? You're right. <laughs> uh, we're into bees at the moment. Not overly a fan of this cover. I think the colours don't, you know, that, I don't know if that is the, again, I've never seen the, the toy, but I don't know if that is the colours of the yeah, toy. Much, if it is, much. I don't like it because it's just too red and it's too blue. Too toyetic, I suppose, isn't it? It's just, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just, the colours on the, I mean, I'm not against, I don't. People. <laughs> yeah, people. I'm not against the comic veering away from the toy in terms of colour schemes. I think they probably should. And this is a scenario where they shouldn't have coloured it like the toy. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, I'm. Well, they've got to sell it. I'm always comic first over toy anyway. Well, also, this is a kid's comic, don't forget. We're looking at it with adult eyes, don't forget. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, now, 130, this is this is the best of the bunch so far. Yeah, classic. Bashing through the wall. I like this. Cobra invades the pit. Cobra Commander with a frag, a heat, and a saw viper. Anybody home? As as they bust through the pit, as we're told on the top of the cover. Heat Viper just uh, completely ne- neglecting the... Uh, operating instructions on his bazooka again <laughs> that is gonna that is gonna backfire against cobra commander as well i think oh yeah he's gonna get an armpit of, of like exhaust isn't he big time yeah. Yeah. i, lo- I oh, love yeah, on this one the shoulder again yeah i love how the covers like Im- impact on the other design elements on the cover like in the, i was saying the bullet was going through the gi logos or book full of bullet holes and this one you've got pieces of the pit of that wall just kind of like covering the G.I. Joe logo, which again is, because it's Cobra busting through, it's almost like they're taking over the comic cover and they're removing the G.I. Joe branding as if to say like, you know, this is our comic and we're going to take over kind of thing. I like that. Yeah. And then 131, quite a dynamic cover. Duke is busting up a BAT, uh, shot him right through the centre mass. Absolute Uh, beast of a shot. And I think... The colorist thought it was Roadblock on the cover, but I think that's actually supposed to be Gung Ho. Yes, yes, good spot. It's supposed to be Gung Ho, and they've painted him black and given him a tash. So, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, no, Gung Ho does well, have Gung a tash. Gung Ho's anyway. got a tash, but yeah. yeah. Um, He's obviously... given a Roadblock tash. Yes, yeah. yes. Also, again, the logo's getting destroyed by Duke's, like, shot as well. So it's going through the bat, and then it's, like, ripping up the logo again, which is cool. But yeah, yeah. So what what's actually going on here over these issues? Obviously, we've seen there on the covers that Cobra's invaded the pit. And the reason Cobra has invaded the pit is because Firefly has been in contact with Cobra Commander saying, I know the location of the pit. If we, last we saw Firefly in 126, he had uh, taken captive all of the ninjas, not just Snake Eye, Storm Shadow, all of Ninja Force, Slice yeah. and Dice, all of the Red Ninjas. Or the Red Ninjas don't aren't in this, I don't think. No, they're we not. can assume they're somewhere else. Hanging upside down with their fingers. Exactly. He is now doing some finger knitting. He has (laughs) brainwashed all of the um, these ninjas, like we said, and he's going to use them as his like special covert force. And he has dug into, I think it's Storm Shadow's mind, where he gets the information from because Snake Eyes is all locked boxes in there, and he's selling this information to to Cobra Commander. And the other storyline with uh, J- Lady J and Hawk, they're still trying to get out of Transcarpathia, which was seems like about a year ago, and they've crossed over into the border, which is now Barovia. And this is the travails that, that pursue them as they try and make their escape. That's the two main things that are going on across these four issues. 
Yeah. And like the fi- the Firefly thing, I I just it annoys me that we're doing the brainwave scanner thing again. Like it gets really boring, I think, when we have to keep yep. going back to brainwave scanning these ninjas who guess what? They break it every time. Every single time. Like they've got an Arash- Arashikagi mindset thing that's stuck. You know, it's like, well, don't do that then. Do something else because yeah. the brainwave scanner clearly doesn't work and it never works and I just I, I get really bored of seeing the brainwave scanner used, and they using it to this day in the IDW okay. comics. Spoiler well, alert! Well, interestingly, I've written down two things under my likes for this arc. The first thing is the brainwave, Firefly brainwave and the brainwave scanner, scanner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I wasn't when he was introduced as a ninja, you know, a couple of issues ago. I was like, yeah, I don't buy it. You know, him ninjury. Do I buy it really? But then when this crops up, I like any kind of brainwave scanner stuff. So immediately I'm I'm back on board with him. And I love all these scenes where... They explain he, it again, don't they? He, they explain it again. You know, he says, you know the drill by now. Follow me in electronic pixel form, like living characters in a video game. And they start smashing stuff, etc. Uh, I like all that stuff. And then they start... Because he's resistant, they start papering up on these walls inside his brain, pictures of Firefly just pointing at him, so that in the hope that, you know, he'll obey anything that uh, Firefly has to say. I just hate how it's always like, oh, he'll never get out of this. And then it's like, oh, it's impossible he got out of it. It's like he gets out of it every single time without fail, without fail. You know, you're right. The other, the other thing I've written, I've written one other thing down as like, and that is lifeline exclamation mark because we see yeah. lifeline. I think in one panel. Yeah, with stretcher it, in the back of the tomahawk. Stretcher, it's a nice call. But I, lo- I love seeing all those old guys. So that was cool. Yeah, they tend they they brought back a few, didn't they? We had I think airtight tripwire in this particular, you know, in this in, arc, not this yeah. issue, but in this arc. Yeah. And you know, obviously, you go back to the to the pit, and you've got kind of old characters who do actually some of them have like new versions of them later on but you have them in their old gear and you have some of the characters in their new gear and i suppose we can talk about them now can't we we've got like what barbecue eco warriors eco warriors barbecue hate that look uh it's a bit crazy it's it's about it's a bit extreme we've got gung-ho as we mentioned on that cover hate that look (laughs) okay so we've we've also got this is one of my favorites it's just insane color scheme and it's a road pig yeah the the orange like the ginger version road pig which is just wacky as hell i love him yeah even if you hate him yeah yeah we also see the new look eels i think eels up inside ya finding an entrance where they can eels up inside ya finding an entrance where they can or through your mind through your tummy through your anus they've been in it before have they yeah, but yeah, the, okay. it's the new version eels, correct? And we see a couple of new figure or new characters uh, that I haven't seen before: Laser Viper and Flak Viper. I think yeah. we might have seen a Flak Viper in the last issue. We have he seen Flak Vipers before. He shot down yeah. a he shot down a Tomahawk, yeah, uh, yeah, which always seems to be crashing, and they always <laughs> seem to get Wild Bill a new one straight away. Yeah, yeah, the laser, so, the, the Laser Viper is definitely their new. Yeah, I have written down three things I dislike about this arc. One is road pig but not the i don't you know i don't mind the the new outfit color scheme i much prefer the old one but the thing i don't like is that it's all in uppercase when he's speaking as himself and donald even though previously we'd seen donald speak in lowercase here when donald's speaking it's all in uppercase that was just a pet peeve of mine yeah it's hard to distinguish unless he's talking really intelligently it's hard to dis- distinguish isn't it yep um i the other thing i've written down is the white clown 
because Ugh, that cough. idiot shows up in Barovia. So the, the Joes are trying to get across the border and it turns out that there's a revolution going on as there always is in Barovia. Get them people under control, man. Jeepers. No, and it's easy. Hawker's, Look at Iran Hawker's, and Iraq. Hawker's taken a, <laughs> taken a chest wound uh, and then the White Clown and Magda come, come on board. And his introduction is, it's not even introduced. He just appears on one panel and just gets involved. So annoying. Like, I'm fed up with that crap. Like, seriously? Yeah. And can, can we just have him without his white makeup? Like, he's, it's yeah. not a superhero, is he? <laughs> no. <It's> like, um, <laughs> the oh. other thing I've written down I dislike is... Pit attacked dot 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 again. Again, yeah. So this is kind of like your pet peeve of the brainwave scanner popping up all the time. And this is My also pet, pet peeve, peeve. Is yeah. Yet again, the pit is going to be attacked. It seems like every ten issues, uh, you know, Cobra Commander's got a plan to attack the pit. But it's again, it's like However, a failure. It's a failure on his part. But then it's revealed that that wasn't his original twist. plan. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Again, the VHS. same. He's literally just said the same thing in the last issue we looked at. And now in this arc, he's done exactly the same thing. It just seems to be like a get-out-of-jail-free card, almost like a, you know, I'm not as uh, incompetent as you think I am. I'm actually like this clever, scheming, in, like, bad guy. And I'm not sure how much that's going to work if this keeps happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wh- well, what is the end game if, this, if it's every single time your real plan is to do something else and you never quite utilise that? Especially because at the end of the last issue, he's like, I can beat the Joes, I can really beat them. And here... He had a chance, possibly, to beat them to death. And then all he wanted was a videotape to then sell for money. So that's not really beating the Joes, is it? No, it's like, it's really low. It's really low. That That is really low rent, I think. You know, when you think he could just literally pour troops into... You'd, you'd expect Cobra Commander to just pour troops into the pit until it was destroyed. Because yep. it will be eventually. The Joes will run out. Or, you know, siege mentality. You know, they'll run out of ammunition. They don't have an opportunity to get out and reinforcements. They're all pretty much all there getting their yeah. ass handed to them, um, which I've always found quite a, re- a very poor tactic in terms of G.I. Joe is that they're all stationed at the same place. To me, you need to have places all over, like, you know, everywhere, not just like yeah. Fort Wadsworth and, you know, Utah. I'm talking yeah. like... Quick response. Yeah, yeah, like all over the globe, you know, like have Action Force in the UK, have Blimin Commandos de Heroicos in South America, but like utilize all those different places and, and groups and characters and all that kind of stuff and have a quick reaction force everywhere where, you know, some of the US Joes can link with, you know, like SAS Force or, you know, could come over to the South America and join those South American guys in, in, in some sort of operation. And instead, you're kind of everyone's in the same place and you just think okay cobra is isolated and identified where they are <laughs> nuke it yeah. destroy it yeah. take that out you know like go in there and literally just send scores and scores of bats until everyone in there is dead do you know what i mean yeah i know what you're saying i know what you're saying I don't, I'm so angry that they haven't destroyed the Joes. I don't want Inside them to. Inside Chris's mind again. <sighs> you don't need to play the uh, jingle again, but I've just turned the page here. I've got another ad. It's another I'm playing Konami. It again. I'm playing it again. Economy. It's playing again. The Turtles are in for the times of their lives. You Turtles mentioned in playing Turtles in Timing. In fact, no, that was the one where you said someone spilt beer on <laughs> yeah. the other Turtles one. Correct. Yeah. So in this in this art for this game, the Turtles are dressed up in four different outfits, if you will, which is effectively, I guess, 
time periods they've gone through. I've never played this game, so I don't know. But what you don't have to say which turtles dressed in which outfit, but what four kind of themed periods are the turtles dressed in? Okay, well, I remember they go to Wild West. Yep, you've got uh, Raphael dressed as a cowboy. They go to space, yep, futuristic. You've got uh, Leonardo dressed in a spacesuit. Pirate ship. Michelangelo is dressed as a pirate. And dinosaurs. And Donatello is yeah. It's difficult to tell because he's caveman just hunched over. Yeah, and he's got a big club. So I'm guessing caveman. So ding, 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 and ding. Well that honestly, turtles is like one of my favourite things ever. Right. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Makes up for your X-Men debacle. Uh, oh, well, one character. Get... Jesus, man. <laughs> I, this is this is a tough show. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> I, I just want to wrap up this Barovia stuff. So. The, the Joes have been cornered and they're in the soccer field and tanks are bearing down on them and they're digging for their lives and what they find is a vault or a hidden cache of, it turns out to be gold bullion. I always call it cachet, but I know a lot of or people cache. that say cash. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's right. I, I just have always uh, said cachet. Cash is right. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel that that concludes that storyline? Oh, also, before you answer that, I'm just going to say this is not the best. I, no, that's not fair. I, I like Andy Wildman as an artist. I'm not sure I like him when he's being inked by Stephen Baskerville, which is now the the this is, a few issues in this arc and coming up. I think the previous inker does a better job because this is a little a bit, bit heavy, bit heavy, a bit bitty. What can I get, everyone? I'll begin with a sandwich, please. Yes. Same for me, please. Thank you. You're going to have anything, Harvey? Bitty. But <laughs> Bitty. Yes, it is. Um, uh, I agree, 100%. I don't really like the way it ends, the, the especially the Barovia kind of thing, because, yep. you know, it's it's so... Like, why would troops coming in with a tank, they've been desperately trying to kill these people, why would they stop because someone just shouts at them? Why would they stop just because someone's saying, oh, no, wait, wait, I need to tell you something? It's like, they wouldn't. They just obliterate you. Like, why? Why is sending Magda up there to kind of say, "Oh, it's okay. This, you know, we've got gold, and gold's gonna be, you know, you want gold, don't you?" It's like yeah. I don't know. It's so, <laughs> I didn't like that at all. And it just, it was again, it was a cop out. And I liked, I like when the, the Joes turn up and threaten them, and they all piss off. That was better. That yeah. should have been how it ended. You know, the the battle wagon should have come in, taken them out at the last minute, and then like, oh, look at all this money. Do you know that would have been. That would have been better than this, like, yeah. oh, no, well, here you go, guys. You can have the money, one gold bar each. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Just That doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything for me. It was a bit of a pointless thing, really. There is a bit I do like here at the end of issue 129. Firefly has now gone to Cobra Island in a hijacked 747, as you do. Cobra Commander and all his forces are flying out to Utah to the pit. And... Then you get a very Star Wars, Millennium Falcon on the Death Star, Han Solo moment where, you know, all the ninjas come out of the... They've scanned the 747, no life forms are aboard. <laughs> um, you know, and Han Solo pops out. I use these compartments for smuggling. Never thought I'd be smuggling myself in them. Boy, it's lucky you had these compartments. I use them for smuggling. I never thought I'd be smuggling myself in them. As uh, Storm Shadow, all the ninjas come out of what looks like Millennium Falcon uh, trapdoors and hatches and stuff. Which is which is quite cool. I don't know if Larry's a uh, Star Wars fan or not. And I do like the last. Oh no! So the first page of the next issue, where uh, sorry, the last page of that where Spirit is on guard duty, 
yeah. and there's someone talking in the background you don't know who it is yeah and they're kind of saying yeah spirit is there because i can't explain it he just sees things that's all when you kind of zoom in on spirit as if he can sense what's coming next yeah yeah i don't like some of the some of the rapid things that happen in this that are just explained away by other characters like how snake eyes performs the arishikage mindset and just by kind of standing in between all of the ninja force and spinning <laughs> around i just yeah i don't know i just find that kind of stuff really it, it's like kids playing in the playground it's like it's almost like that instant thing of like tag you're it or like you know i oh know i've i've shot you with my magic laser weapon that i didn't have before and now i have it that's how it's it it, it just screams to me like childlike in its description and in its kind of execution and it does i don't like that and um that was one thing that really kind of bugs me because you want these characters you know like snake eyes has almost become this like mythical creature now and it's like you know he, he got captured though he got captured before he got brainwave scanned but he's so impervious to that that he can fight it and then you know his mind is is way more advanced than anyone else's and all this kind of stuff and it's just like it gets to the point where you're like well if that's the case can we stop going there now can we go somewhere yeah. else can we can we develop like a flaw in his character that enables him to be vulnerable for a second because otherwise it's just it's just John Wick or Liam Neeson in Taken <laughs> it's just a yeah. non-stop like killing machine that that just there's no there's no stakes at the end of it because it's just I'll just set snake eyes on it and everything will be fine do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the the it's the get out of jail free card almost, isn't yeah, it? It's, yeah, the snake um, eyes of jail free card. <laughs> How is cesspool not in prison? Because last I saw, he was on that that plasma rig, uh, the toxic plasmoid thingy rig, and the, the lawyer was seizing all his assets. But surely, seizing his assets also sends him to jail. I don't know. Maybe not. Don't know. Maybe there was. Maybe the Cobra well, lawyers got him out. The Cobra lawyers are we, another get out of jail free card. And literally. we have seen how effective those Cobra lawyers are. So yeah, um, point taken. Point taken. He's actually pretty powerful, says Paul. And in this arc, he comes across as quite a big deal, and that's something that I really liked. I like that he's commanding in that situation, in that situational room with Cobra Commander Zarana and Road Pig. How he yes. doesn't really take any crap. He just he dishes out orders just as Cobra Commander does, as if he doesn't care that Cobra Commander's there sometimes. So I do get like a good vibe. Oh no, I get a horrible vibe off him, but like I get a good <laughs> character vibe off uh, Cesspool. Nice uh, back of issue one thirty. There's a nice Destro profile and pinup oh, by another- Joe Mad. Joe Mad. Yeah, another good. Joe one. Mad Uera, uh, who Uncanny X Men and Battle Chasers fame. Um, we'll stick that one up but yeah um, just to just to conclude for those who you know haven't read or, or we didn't cover it fully Cobra ends up pulling out really, uh, from <laughs> the attack and ends up going back to Cobra Island Firefly is like you know I've captured Zorana and Cesspool you can have them back if you give me whatever the 2.5 million or whatever it is because Firefly had previously been chucked Roepig had chucked him into a hole in the ground when he'd landed on Cobra Island and his ninjas got him out and Cobra Commander's like nah whatever you can keep them couple of chumps I've got this videotape here and I'm sure it's the only copy in existence he better make a copy and he's going to sell that he says the raid was a raging success I never intended to take the pit it was only to prove that the new Cobra radar suppressor works and document it for sales releases we're going to make billions selling this stuff to everyone interested in defeating US radar systems taking Um, the pit is my new uh, you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
again, like, how can I just say, last thing to say on this, like, for me, you can obviously have the last word if you like, but I <laughs> I just want to say that how rubbish is Firefly? If he's a ninja, he's just been thrown in, like, a hole twice. Do you know, he's he's like, if he's, he's supposed to be a ninja master, if he's anything like Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, etc., if he's anything like those, anything like Zartan and, like, ninja stuff, surely he can deal with Road Pig, or at least avoid Road Pig, or at least get out of there, or at least fight Cobra Commander. Like, what threat is he if he's just picked up and thrown in a hole twice well he did say that was his plan his plan was to yeah but get that, chucked in a hole wasn't it but, but what's the point if he can get out of that oh there's why, no point yeah, why no does point he to need it. to get in there to then be rescued when he could just get out of there avoid it and then they go do their thing and he's left there on the island anyway why does he have to be th- i don't get that that doesn't make any sense to me like it seems like a pointless thing to do I don't have an answer to that question. Somebody might. Someone might see something more in more subtly, or it might be obvious. I don't know, but that just seems silly. And he and it doesn't really give him much. Like it doesn't make him a threat to me. Like if Road Pick can just pick him up and throw him in a hole, then what's the point anyway? Yeah. Inside Chris's mind again. Hungry today. What is wrong? <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. It's that bloody Mountain Dew. It is. I've nearly fi- well. I have. What am I talking about? I have finished it. I finished it ages ago. But of course you did. It's it's definitely it's I think it's I think it's performing the Arishikagi mindset on me. <laughs> nice. No, not nice. Yeah, what are you yo I know I dissed it a lot and I know we had a we had a we had a kind of com- <laughs> a comment about the artwork, but I actually thought the artwork's really nice and even though the colouring isn't spot on, I think Andrew Wildman's art in some places is gorgeous and I think there's that there's one panel that sticks out to me. I mean there are many, but there's one where St- Storm Shadow is doing that flip on the paralyzer tanks and he takes up quite a few of the panels it's just like this big kind of like arching body shape panel uh really nice yep. and again like some really gorgeous artwork kind of yeah i must admit i didn't honest, honestly before you mentioned it i hadn't really noticed the coloring because andrew wildman's art is that powerful to me that i kind of i almost saw it kind of saw past it but this happens every time i drink like a f- fizzy drink doesn't it i get really hyper and i get really angry and i can't calm down i get adhd all of a sudden but yes the the art was so good and the the coloring where it falls down for me is when you see cobra commander and you see other characters where they've got dark aspects of their uniform they just don't pop off the page they kind of like fall into this darkness a little bit you know no detail and all that kind of stuff so yeah Uh, but at the same time I, i really like it and I wasn't that fussed about the the plot until I started talking about it out loud. <laughs> so I'm probably in the sevens. I don't want to drop it to a six because I don't think it's worth a six. Just some elements are just so far-fetched, but I have to keep in mind that it is a kid's comic and I really would have loved it as a kid and I wouldn't have cared. And now I'm looking at it with the adult eyes. I'm probably just kind of being too harsh on it. And I'm. I still. It still has loads of fun stuff in there. Loads of battles. Loads of stakes going on. I think it's cool. I think it's fun. And I'm probably going to go low seven. I am also going low seven. I think next week it's three issues. It'll be one three two, one three three, and one three four, which will be the retaliation of the Joes. GI Joe retaliation. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that goes. But there's we'll see something how that now, which is you talking about toys. Chris talks about toys. Ho ho. Chris talks about GI Joe. He talks about all the things from the comic book and the animated show. Chris talks about toys. 
Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. And I'm going to really piss you off now. Like, oh, more than more than you ever would care to know. So there potentially is going to be an Inside Chief's mind on this show. Yes. Um, okay, so my I decided when I was reading through these issues, there's a, there's a lot. I mean, that stalker I t- spoke a lot about earlier on, but I figured like I've covered him <laughs> in Chris Talks Toys without talking toys in the talking toys section so and and he has he is close to my heart that particular figure the one i'm going to go with <laughs> you're going to hate me so much is road pig version 2 because okay because it is just bonkers bonkers okay it's ridiculous one two it is like the most incredibly insane deco and also has some of the greatest artwork I have ever seen on a Joe card. It's brilliant. Like wow. the it, when I when I post the pictures, I think you'll agree it's it's got some of the best road pig art you'll ever likely to see because it's just so full of personality. And he's hideous. He is absolutely hideous in the card art. It is remarkable. Okay, so the US brings this particular figure out in 1991 as part of the Supersonic Fighters subset. It's an awesome new level of light and sound. With four new sounds and battle lights. There's Falcon, Psych Out, and the evil Major Blood. Now, previous to this, the year before, they'd had the Sonic Fighters. Listen up! G.I. Joe never sounded like this before. Sonic Fighters! Only G.I. Joe Sonic Fighters come with an electronic backpack with four different combat sounds, like laser rifles and machine guns. Dial tone, behind you! Tunnel rack, cover me! A come with electronic backpack and four different combat sounds and the supersonic fighters were effectively the same deal you know same kind of thing backpacks that make sounds and redecos of you know other figures but then also you know a couple of new builds so i believe the first sonic fighters had they were all repaints it was tunnel rat law dial tone dodger I want to say the yeah the Vi- Cobra Viper and the Lamprey, and they were all kind of like you know just re colors. I think Dial Tone might have been a new Dial Tone might have been a new build actually. Sorry, I'm I'm kind of I should have done more research on this. Kill you know mention it in the comments or you know and we know you will you'll you'll tell me how I'm wrong at some point for something. I'll try my best. Yeah, uh, they will anyway. Uh, they and then obviously the Supersonic Fighters came out with this kind of again it was slightly newer packaging, newer design. Instead, like the the last Sonic Fighters had this kind of like distorted Sonic, like yellow and green kind of effect behind them, and now this one had this pulsing red kind of circle ray kind of thing going off behind the characters on the card art. The electronic Supersonic Fighters was the was the kind of stamp on the GI Joe stripes as like the little kind of um, logo for them. And Road Pig, wow! I mean, what can you say? Road Pig was a redeco of his original figure. They, so I'll, I'll go through the main colour changes and then one extra colour change, which I just think was amazing. So they gave him orange hair, bright orange hair, with a green stripe that ran, you know, kind of around the halfway point from just over one ear to the other side of his ear. So kind of that, that green stripe all the way around. He had blue, this kind of really deep navy blue or kind of almost purpley dark purple pants or trousers with a green codpiece 
that had red studs on it, or orange studs on it, sorry, and then green shin boot kind of guard things and then blue feet, uh, blue boots. So he's kind of got these like green shin guards on effectively. And all the other little straps and stuff were kind of like, you know, he had the green strap on his thigh, green straps on his arm, and then one of those blue gloves or purple gloves on his left hand. His <laughs> his shoulder kind of like American football padding gear or his shot is like Legion of Doom cosplay gear um was bright orange. This kind of it's almost like it's not it's kind of like a kind of corally colour, I think, but it's it's like, you know, it's bright and it's insane. And then he's got these two weapons. One is a flamethrower that looks like a long rifle. And one is this kind of double-barreled, like, two-circular magazine-fed machine gun weapon that is just really weird but awesome at the same time. And obviously his green backpack, which made these amazing sounds with little lights that flashed, little red lights that were on the top. So obviously I'll post all these pictures so you can see, mainly for you, uh, Chief, than the the fans. We actually got him in the UK in 92 basically the same but effectively the exact same thing but we we you know were allowed to sell it <laughs> in the uk and then funny enough i didn't actually have this version of road pick until much later on when i picked up a kind of like a a, a shoe box of like you know random joe's uh, a garage sale or car boot sale let's say and yeah, it was. It's just an amazing figure. It's ridiculous. So the sounds are amazing. They make those like. Do you remember having one of those like uh, as a kid? Those like little. It's like a key ring with a little buttons on it that made like yeah, yeah. machine gun sounds. Yeah, they're like quality. explosions. Exactly the same sounds. They didn't even change anything. It was like the machine gun, an electronic sound, uh, like a explosion, and then the kind of like wee kind of explosion. So they're really like rubbish but awesome at the same time now his file card is quite cool so codename roadpig dreadnought obviously that hasn't changed donald deluca or file name deluca comma donald birthplace blue or go blue michigan i don't know how you pronounce that it's in michigan any michigan anyway the only dreadnought to have ever gone through a probationary period road pig is extremely obnoxious even by dreadnought standards this guy pushes the needle to red on the evil meter i mean we're talking low on the food chain and high on the nasty list no one knows for sure how road pig obtained his inner cooled incendiary burst flamethrower his 45 xm 1919 a10 fully automatic blowback machine gun <laughs> suffice it to say the guy he borrowed them from isn't around to talk about it anymore and then the quote is gross he's retired or yeah because he's dead mate gross you could say that road pig doesn't drink orange soda and eat nutritious and yummy chocolate covered donuts like the other dreadnoughts nutritious he subsists entirely on a diet of barbecue flavored fried pork rinds fast food burritos frozen corn dogs and stale baseball card bubble gum once a year when he brushes his teeth he has to use industrial tub cleaner instead of toothpaste and the art next to it shows his teeth and they're so hideous anyway that's road pig he also appeared in obviously in the comics he also appeared in this style in the deke cartoon and i'll get some screenshots of that as well but yeah a real insane deco but just one i have so much love for and then the club recently for the one of the last their last kind of final 12 figure releases 
brought out this rogue pig deco and it's absolutely gorgeous i did a a diagnostic 80s reviews on it which i'll again i'll send you away so you can uh throw it up on twitter but yeah that's road pig version 2 us 91 uk 92 excellent good stuff good stuff i do like that figure i'm you know i'm not i'm not saying i massively dislike it but it's i think because fun, isn't it because we'd see, because I'd seen the previous version, um, I've got a more inkling towards that. But you know, the, the guy's still road pig inside, and which what really counts is what's inside. <laughs> um, there'll be there'll be more toy talking. It's what's next. inside that counts. You know what I always say? It's what's inside that counts, my friend. It's not the peel; it's the orange. Is what's inside that counts. My There'll be more toy talking next week, as always. And right now, though, we've got to talk about British colloquialisms, a.k.a. over-egging that good old pudding. We've got a pudding. We're going to egg it. We've got a pudding. We're going to over-egg it. We've got a pudding. We've got no criticisms. That means it's time for some British colloquialism. So this week, I have been using this quite a lot because I find it quite funny, and it's one that, that I used as a kid and it is especially when i've been eating beans i do a, a lot of trumping brilliant <laughs> i try to tell not, people not your, that, not your yeah. donald variety i've been um, trying to tell people that trump's a farts in this country and they love it whenever i tell yeah. them that they're like oh that's amazing trump the other one i used to use was guff guff is oh, a good one done a, done a smelly guff there grundle bunches no yeah yeah you're right no. total total trump trump and guff for me this week Amazing. Or Parp. Parp's a cute one. (laughs) That's a cute one. Um, I created a little cartoon character when I was in, like, junior school called Penartly Farp and Parp. And (laughs) I know. And he he basically was like a little fart shape, kind of like like a little poop cloud type thing. Uh, That was in, like, infant school or junior school or whatever. Anyway, that just reminded me of that. I don't know why I said it out loud. But yeah, Penartly Farp and Parp. So if yeah, I'll, I'll draw a picture and send it to you and see if yeah, please do. We can post it. That's Penartly. <laughs> I can't even say it. Penartly Farp and Parp. Anyway, uh, my <laughs> I can't believe I disclosed that information. Um, yeah. So full disclosure on this show. Um, Chief called me early, very early this morning. I woke up at about seven to you know deal with my little buddy Max yep. uh, just before Kate left for work. And or Kate woke me up just before she went for work to tell me that Max had a rough night. So I got up, had a poop, and during my poop, full disclosure, of course, uh, yeah. Chief messaged me and says, "Can I? Can you talk quickly for two minutes?" I'm like, "Well, yes and no." <laughs> <laughs> so I finished my poop, wiped up, went into the uh, you know into my studio and, and spoke to you on Skype, and yep. it got to the end of the call. And I'm not sure if you noticed this, but I I signed off with a, a slightly different. Bar- sign off than i usually do and it's something that it's a norfolk co- colloquialism so for those that aren't aware norfolk is the east 
east coast of the United Kingdom. If you were to look at a map of the United Kingdom, it, if you if you imagine it to be a witch on a broomstick, which I've always imagined the UK to look like with you know Scotland uh, as the witch's head, it looks like Norfolk is the witch's. <laughs> So right, it's like yes. the big bump on the right-hand side, down quite low, but it's still it's the east coast basically. And in on that little bump on that circular area, there's a this place called Norfolk. Well, the whole place is called Norfolk and Suffolk and Cambridgeshire. <laughs> but anyway, Norfolk. Uh, there's this colloquialism that we used to have because I I grew up in North Walsham, which is right in the kind of you know and Munsley, which is right kind of in the heart of Norfolk. And uh, and Norwich was our main city, and we used to say to say goodbye. We there's a shortened version of cheerio, which happens, and you end up going cheo. So at the end of a, when you're saying goodbye, this Norfolk colloquialism is to say cheo instead of cheerio. Do you so, have to say it in that kind of cheo. 1950s old school man? Cheo, yes, because right. you you can't say cheo. Like I said it then, like normally, it still sounds like a. It's like when you say beer can, it doesn't. You can't help but say like bacon in a Jamaican accent. Like you know, you can't say beer can without it sounding like a Jamaican accent. Bacon. So yeah, it's the same thing. So cheo is a cheo. Yeah, there you go. And you've got to say, I'm going to say that at the end now of this of this episode. <laughs> so everyone who's listening, uh, Chio. use Chio at least once in the coming week, please. And yeah, there'll be more colloquialisms next week. Uh, that's a good one because I was not aware of that one. So um, I'm uh, well over egging the pudding in every segment yeah. today. Apologies. Egg that, egg that puppy up, baby. We can't close the show without a little something like... I thought you were going to say we can't... Chris, a question. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we can't close the show. Sorry. Chief Bass Chris, a question. What'll he say? Meh. What'll he do? When Chief Bass Chris, a question. Pop. Yes, so this is the 96-hour Spectacular Marathon episode of Talking Joe. It's only... It's um, the same amount of time that we always do. And we <laughs> added an extra issue. Come on. Yeah, we did, yeah. I don't know, my, my laptop has gone to a black screen, so I can't even tell how long we've been recording. Chief, my question, up the podcast! <laughs> my question this week is, <laughs> I mentioned at the start that I've been watching the World Championship Athletics. If you were to take part in an athletic event, i.e. track and or field, mm-hmm. where do you see yourself? Well, when I was in junior school... And going into high school, I was... Long high, jumper. Well, no, it was high jump was my favourite. High jump? Yeah, because uh, I just loved that whole kind of technique of it. It was it was really, like, to get my head round early on was really hard. I did like a... I did like a few uh, kind of long jump, triple jump kind of, I suppose, what they're called, like meets and stuff. But they... I, I always found that, like, like not... I wasn't as natural at it as I was with the high jump. I just preferred the high jump and thought it was cool. And yeah, I was brief flop. The Frosby flop, yeah. So I, um, I would have to probably go with that, yeah. That's uh, yeah, because pre prior to the Fosbury flop, whoever that dude was, Mister Fosbury, they it was like the scissor kick, actually, wasn't it? They used to, yeah, kind of like trying to hurdle it, which yeah. is crazy. Women's high jump was actually on last night, and it was a it was a good good final. I think they were jumping like two meters, I think. Wow, which is when you look at it, you know, you you see it on the tv and you're okay fine or you see the pole vault which was like six meters okay fine that looks like a long way but when you're actually there 
and it's mental kind of you're kind of if you just draw two meters up the side of a wall and you're like someone actually jumped over that without a trampoline or a springboard i mean they're clearing you effectively absolutely ridiculous so and i love minority minority sports and i love athletics minority reports sorry carry on (laughs) i haven't seen that for ages actually is it worth re-watching uh yeah pretty 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 dope movie might do that um whenever the olympics is on winter or summer i take two weeks off work and uh, you know i have three tvs and a laptop so i can watch four events at the same time wow that's awesome yeah so you know i can have uh, i can have uh, equestrian and gymnastics and swimming and then weightlifting all at the same time so i'm watching everything i take two weeks off work and that's amazing the thing i like especially about how are we going to do the show during that period of time just well hiatus is it where is it it's in tokyo so we'll have to work out the time difference and uh, we'll be okay we'll be okay but yeah it just amazes me athletics that someone can make a career out of literally just jumping over a stick or just you know well that's uh, that's one way of simplifying it yeah jumping into a sand pit you know it's, it's amazing love it love it just boil the essence of sport down to one supreme feat of athleticism just i mean that's what blows my mind about like decathletes and you know all those kind of people that are doing like multiple things triathletes and so on who do multiple like disciplines it just blows my mind that they can do all of those and and to such a high degree denise lewis that used to do like yeah i feel like she did like a ton and was amazing at everything she did heptathlon yeah unreal yep Good stuff, good stuff. Um, I'll be back to watching more, Ooh, more athletics. Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I? <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? Are we include? or this is probably more like Olympic sports, isn't it, than track and field, but like, you know, like that sport where you go out with a rifle and like skis? <laughs> Whatever that is, I want to do yeah. that. Because I feel like snow job or blizzard in that sense. Yeah, so basically a bit of skiing, they come to a shooting station and... Oh. Then they have there's several different disciplines over several different distances, but some of them are you then do like a prone, so laying down, oh, yeah. shoot five targets. Um, How awesome then would that be? There's one which is standing, so then you do some more skiing. You come back to that shooting thing, you do standing, and then there's a couple of things where you have five shots, and for every shot you miss, you lose a leg, suffer, suffer <laughs> a, a time penalty. Yeah, uh, and then there's other ones where you just keep firing until you've hit all five targets, and only once you've got all five can you then you're then released to go off and ski again. But yeah, I love a bit of biathlon, all those skiing, skiing stuffs, quality. Awesome. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I, I do like that kind of yeah. stuff as well. Okay. Right. Oh, also, and, but we're talking track and field, so yeah, yeah. high jumper, high jump is fine. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Um, if you want to join us next week, if you want to join us next week, and why wouldn't you want to? Uh, like I said, we'll be covering issues 132, 133, 134. So do your homework, read the issues. If you want to, if you like the show, uh, rate and review us. Go onto the iTunes or oh God, Spotify, don't do that. wherever it is, and you know the little purple icon. I think it is. And don't rate us if it's going to be one stars. star, though. I mean, like, no, give us five, surely. Yeah, surely, surely five, surely, um, surely. Say, say that, say that Chris and Chief sent you. You know that that will get us up there. Um, you can get us in all the usual places. It's talking underscore Joe on the Twitter. It's talking Joe Comics on Instagram. It's talking Joe Comics at gmail.com. Or it's talking Joe at GI Joe Podcast on the Book of Face. Where can the people find you, sir? All the usual face feces. No, all the usual places. It's Diagnostic80 on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, The Full Force Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher, YouTube, and of course, Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Find me 
find me on Cheeky Two Shoes and Twitter if you want to. Go back to I don't really go on there much. But that's it. We're, we're gonna we're gonna catch you down the road. Chio. Chio. <laughs> <laughs>